good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to this episode of the Life with a Why interview series podcast. This is the interview series where we find out why people do what they do. And today we're interviewing Daniel Kine, CEO and founder of Opinion X. Now, one of my main regrets from my time in college was not spending more time with Daniel Kine. He and I spent a lot of time in, in different classes together. We knew each other from different society things. However, we hadn't really formed a, a real strong bond until after college. Daniel is one of those impressive people that you just sense a level of success from. Um, today, we talk about his entrepreneurial journey, what brought him to that, the characteristics that he has that allowed him to go on this journey and to be as successful as he has been when he started, how he started. If you are interested in why people go on an entrepreneurial journey so early in their lives, this is the right episode for you. However, Daniel is also quite wise and we've got a lot of advice today that everyone can use regardless of what age you are or where you're at in your life. So, let's get cracking. Daniel Kine, how are you, man? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's uh, it's getting towards the end of the day, and I feel like I've had a productive one, which is usually my little barometer for whether I've had a good day or not. It's very tied to whether I feel like I've got work done. Um, overall, I mean, feeling good. The the last few weeks have been real positive. I've been spending good time with different people who are real positive as well, which is always a big thing. I've finally gotten back to the gym. I haven't properly been to the gym since before Christmas with everything closed. And here in Portugal, they've just reopened recently. So I've been dying to get back. Yeah, I've been dying to get back. And I'm really glad to be back to that. It just kind of ties my whole structure together. And I don't feel all this exercise guilt hanging over me the whole time. Um, So I'm glad glad to be back to that. Exercise guilt. I like it. Do you guys have uh, barbers and hairdressers open? We do. So the worst part is apparently they were open the entire time and we assumed that they what, were closed. All I so needed we was were, a flight. We were from, yeah, we were just giving each other haircuts for months. I actually got quite good. I was giving myself haircuts for a good while there and they were decent enough. And then right as we were moving from the Algarve up to Lisbon, uh, we realized that they were open the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> next yeah. pandemic now you'll know for the next exactly. pandemic exactly. I'll, know ne- I'll know for next time <laughs> exactly man um well look at this stage uh of the podcast some people will have a general idea as to who you are i will have described who i think you are but can i ask like who are you from from your perspective it's a funny way toward the question usually it's so easy to just slip into like the cv points but you do a nice way of kind of more about me. Uh, I'll hit the CV points anyway, out of force of habit. Um, so my name's Daniel Klein. I'm the co-founder and CEO of a startup called Opinion X. What we do is we help people who have ideas for new products or features or companies to figure out if it's a good idea or not, which essentially uh, what our product is. It's like a free tool for idea validation, and it shows you whether the problem that you're trying to solve is important to the people you're trying to solve it for which really is like the biggest factor for success in any project, whether it's a new business or not. Um, All this whole startup space is something I've been really uh, like personally invested in for a long time. I started taking part in like hackathons and trying to set up my own first app when I was about 16 in transition year. And that kind of pulled me into the whole world of um, like 
tech conferences and startup weekends, which I got more and more involved in uh, over the years. By the time I was uh, 19, I became a global facilitator for Techstars, which basically involved like flying to different countries around Europe and hosting hackathon events for like long weekends and introducing hundreds of people to entrepreneurship for the first time, which as overall over the last like five years or so has just been an incredible experience. One of the, my favorite things that I've had the, the opportunity to do. And then I've done a few other funny bits here and there. I spent a year over in London with Unilever as a digital and innovation lead for ice cream in the UK, which involved like inventing my own ice cream brand, uh, which was an experience. What and was it called? Out, it was called Freeze Blast. And it, ne- it never ended up in, in the market, but we did uh, like some trial trial launches and stuff. So uh, w- between working in the factories and with uh, like uh, development agencies and everything, kind of the whole, whole pr- uh, package of that product nope. uh, was a cool project. That wasn't your only uh, sort of uh, excursion into the world of ice cream, was it? Um, oh, well, no. So when I was in DCU, I, uh, along with a, a group of other people um, in Anactus in DCU, set up a social enterprise called Second Scoop, mm. where we were partnered with Ben and Jerry's initially, and then uh, on our own as a group to help uh, ex-prisoners and asylum seekers integrate into Irish society. So it was a combination of like soft skills workshops and um and work experience opportunities as well uh all aimed around societal reintegration as well so that that was like a yeah there's like a little behind the scenes running team of ice cream i mean <laughs> whenever i've not been in an ice cream job i've just been eating a lot of ice cream as well so it's probably always been there always always in the background that is that is the theme that is the you'll you'll get to yeah. the end it was there all along exactly. um so exactly. that's like, like that's that's very impressive like anybody listening will be like, damn, this guy was flying around the world running hackathons when he was, what, 19, 20? Less? Um, outside of the world of tech, outside of the world of tech startups. Yeah. Who are you? It's a good question. Um, I am someone who's very interested in music. I spend an extortionate amount of time uh, listening to music probably in 2020 i think i spent 25 to 30 percent of the entire year i was awake just listening to music so it's something that i'm really passionate about and uh, i spend a lot of time doing i'm desperately missing live gigs uh, there was a stage where i was going to a gig at least every two weeks and i miss that a lot it's probably the thing that uh, other than just basic social interaction that i'm looking forward to most post COVID. Um, that I mentioned already, exercise is something that I really love. It's something that fell out of my life for a few years there towards the end of secondary school and start of college after I finished up playing a lot of team sports, which would have been basically like my whole childhood. But I've gone back into that and that's something I'm passionate about as well. I mean, overall, I'm quite a an like extroverted person. So the I love basically any sort of social opportunity whether that's like a group of people hanging out in small groups or just any sort of open street party is just ideal so anything like that i, I love getting my hands on I, I can see it on the smile in your face um yeah. like and you, you've always been like a very energetic outgoing person um or maybe not we'll get into that i assume you have though um but uh no it's like so what would have been the like the most amazing adventure you've ever been on like the most the wildest thing. No, those are two different things. Whichever one you want to pick. But like this, when, when I said the word adventure, 
a memory kicked into your head? What yeah. Was that? The first one that kicked into my head was uh, the summer of 2019, which was an adventure for so many reasons. So I went from living in London towards the end of that summer, uh, quickly dropped my stuff off at home and then jumped over to the US for two and a half months on what was initially just meant to be like a normal J1, like the work experience and a few weeks road trip. But while I was over there, I got picked by this nonprofit called CIEE to represent Ireland at like a civic uh, leadership summit in Washington, D.C. And they ended up spending like a week and a half flying me all up and down the East Coast. Um, getting, I saw like so many states. I went up, stayed with some friends in Boston from DCU, went from Boston up to New Hampshire, Vermont, and spent like three or four days at a U.S. summer camp that my brother has been working at for a few years. And we did hiking and big like darts and beer nights and everything with a load more people there. I came back to Boston again and stayed with this lovely Irish American family that I'd never met before hosting a neighborhood barbecue. I slept in their attic and that was one of the most amazing nights. And then I went to Washington, D.C. for the summit that I was meant to be going to the whole time. And that lasted for four days. And there was, I think, 42 different nationalities represented at it. And that that was basically what I was saying about like these, the, the quirkier, the social engagement or or in the better this was like a mad mix of cultures people were from all sorts of countries there was very low representation of the usual countries we would engage with from like an irish perspective like there was not that much of western europe no like canada us it was like all these different far-flung countries and loads of people who on on the on a page were very similar to me there were all these sort of extroverted people on this adventure in the us for the summer and that was an incredible experience. I, I, a lot of them I still talk to, some of them every week. I just a mad eccentric group of friends that I have now. Um, but overall, that week and a half was a crazy adventure. And as soon as I finished it, I flew back to the West Coast and we did three weeks of a road trip all around like the Grand Canyon, up the Pacific Coast Highway. Just that whole experience for that summer was crazy. And it was something that, I had set for years beforehand. I I wanted to make sure I did. I I've been quite uh, like uh, CV focused and work focused for for a long time, and I wanted to be sure that I didn't let that get in the way of like fitting in that summer or those adventures. Yeah, and I'm glad that that's the way it turned out. Man, it sounds it sounds great. I mean, anybody who will have even if nobody's come across you yet. Uh, and they're watching this or listening to this, they'll hopefully by this stage, they'll know the version of you that, that I've met, which is energetic, enthusiastic, <laughs> extroverted, busy. I think busy has to be one of the defining words. <laughs> yeah. um, but has it always been that way? Like when did, when did this version of you, has, have you been this version? When did this version of you take place? Oh God, yeah, it's just always been that way. Always There's been no that doubt. Way. Yeah, yeah. I was have, actually having a conversation with someone from that uh, Washington DC group just this week about that, about that mad busyness that's just always been there. And I think what that kind of relates back to is uh, probably a mentality that I've always had around stuff, which was like, just throw your hat in the ring always. Like whatever it is, you you just throw your hat in the ring. You like on that front not having maybe a fear of any negative outcomes of putting yourself forward for whatever opportunity comes your way. 
So, and that has led me to all sorts of funny, random things, whether it's like uh, sports related. I ended up uh, like when I was very young, I would have played all the, the sort of normal team sports. Like we would have played growing up, like getting football and hurling and soccer for a bit, athletics, all those sort of things. Um, and then I ended up picking up volleyball for like a year. We got to the All-Ireland Finals for like a year and a half or two years. We were trained by the Olympic, German Olympic coach in archery, um, which was like a mad experience for like a year and a half. And then like on others, on like the art side of things, I have done like a, a bunch of TV shows when I was younger. I did like three months doing like a professional acting role that toured around Ireland on stage. I've like directed and starred in musical theater and pantomimes and stuff like whatever it is, I'm more than happy to just throw my name in, in the ring, my hat in the ring. And it's always been that way, really like that. That's this is going back to like 10, 11 years of age. And it was, it was still that way. Um, so I'm like, I'm, so, I'm getting a sense of an inherent self-confidence in that let's say one of those had just gone downhill or I'm certain there's things that you've done where you've been like, I should not have done that. That was just stupid. Yeah, yeah. Or, but there's, it, it, it hasn't rocked your sense of self. It hasn't rocked your sense of who you are, your self-confidence or anything like that. Definitely not. But it's a funny one because it's also loaded with contradiction as well. Like there's those sort of things. If they relate to what I feel is like, not maybe uh, like an inherent aspect of who you are. Like what's the fear of rejection involved in those? Like if it's throwing yourself into a new sport or on stage or uh, like trying a new project, I'm never really worried about the downside of them because like people are just going to forget anyway. Most of the time I'm not doing, I'm not doing anything that's high enough stakes that'll, that'll sit by me forever if I like mess it up and doesn't go well. So I never mind on that front, but I'm like, on his other hand, I can be such a, a cautious person as well when it's when it's maybe related to things that are a little bit more social or a little bit like i said maybe inherently reflective of who you are sometimes i can be a little bit more skeptical so it, it's a it's a weird contradiction to, to something a, that well yeah that's a great way of putting it in that like anything that you try that's new it's not a part of who you are right now so if you were to pick up archery tomorrow today you don't define yourself as an archer therefore if you're shit at it that's fine um yeah and the but then on the other hand so have have has that ever that other stuff that stuff that would ever have um an effect on who you think you are as a person have you ever missed anything that where you were a little bit too cautious and you've gone and you were too cautious because uh, it was it was a tad too close to home yeah yeah I, I would say so. I, it's maybe harder to think of examples because they're not the CV pieces. They're not the pieces I would have put in that introduction at the start. Absolutely. So it, whether I had done them or not, because it's it's a lot of stuff that probably just fits into life. It's like general life rather than uh, like an accumulation of achievements. It, like they never fit into that shortlist. Um, it's probably the silly stuff of like, um, like the kind of class clown or uh like approaching random people it's like so some of those things um rather than like putting an application in for something fair fair um well look the the 
this this podcast, Life with a Why, it's more so to understand why you do what you do. But let's go more into what you do first. Um, so being into the world of of business, tech startups, and it's very it's very much that early stage section of the business process that you're that you spent a lot of time. Um, Opinion X, um, as you're growing your own startup, but you you help people to understand what their own niches are. So even in even as you grow as a company, you're still going to live in that space of ideation and understanding whether or not these are good ideas. Um, you like to introduce people to entrepreneurship. It's very much that it's not necessarily the building; it's the visions and the ideation and the the idea sides of of a business that you're that you that you do would, would that be kind of fair yeah yeah i definitely think so and i think part of the reason why it's an area i'm so passionate about is the like the impact that you can see on people who do take part in something like a startup weekend and like you 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 kind of framed it really well earlier of this stuff like if you pick up a new challenge you don't associate it as being part of who you are so so why be worried about it what i see often is like someone who does something like a startup weekend for three two and a half days comes out the other side and all of a sudden does associate it with who they are it becomes so integral to the way they view themselves and what they want to do going forward and seeing how big of a change like a group of people in a room for a weekend can have on an individual that's there like it's crazy to watch it happen and see someone's entire trajectory for years afterwards just completely change. Like they they move into a new path. They start uh, talking about themselves differently in person and online, and and like representing themselves differently as well. So I love I love the I love that side of it. I love how much impact it can have on on a person. And that that whole startup side of things that extends much more beyond just hackathons. Like so that's where the seed often gets planted but seeing it grow is is based on a number of steps that are often a lot more difficult and it's where a lot of people fall off that journey and what opinion x in a lot of ways is doing is trying to help more people stay on those early steps and and make it to the next one because it's the part where the most number of people fall off and and it's a very difficult process so if we can help that it it's just creating a deeper level of impact on stuff that I already know I'm quite passionate about. Anyone or anything in particular that you're particularly proud of, of somebody coming in and coming out and as two different people? Uh, one person who definitely, so well, uh, broadly, I think I see the impact on a lot of my friends. So like a lot of my friends, I would have dragged them along to things like startup weekends and I can definitely see it in them. One person uh, who's a good example, and he's from the university we both went to, uh, is Johannes Rendel. He was a one semester, he did one semester abroad. It was like literally one semester was all he was in DCU for. Yeah. And uh, I dragged him along to a startup weekend. I asked him to apply. And then when he applied, uh, he got one of the tickets that I allocated and he jumped in. He sat very quietly for the whole weekend. And then came up to me afterwards and was like, this was amazing. It's one of the best things I've ever done. And he has since gone on to become an organizer in uh, Munich in Germany. And Mm. has since just recently become a global facilitator as well. And over the last few weeks, he's been hosting in uh, Hungary. He did one like 
three, two weeks ago, maybe. Um, and he's he's just jumped on a whole new path and one that I think he would agree would never have come on his radar had he not gone to that first event. And, and I see a lot of differences in him, even in his own self-confidence and, and the way he views his own ability is just different. He was such a quiet person back then. I doubt, I, I don't doubt that that's not all attributed to taking part in one startup weekend, but I think he would even agree that a huge part of his life has, has been changed because he went to that one weekend. Fantastic. I actually, I, I know him because I follow him on LinkedIn. And I think yeah, I met yeah, him when he was in DCU as well. Because um, yeah. well, One person I should throw in also, uh, she'd be so annoyed if I didn't, uh, is Sinead O'Keefe, who's another friend of mine. Uh, and Sinead, a very similar story, went along to one startup weekend with someone who, w- without a doubt, uh, like didn't hold themselves in a light that they should have based on the abilities that they had. Like they really underestimating themselves, uh, regardless of the fact that other people saw a lot more potential than she would have. And startup weekend just completely changed her perspective. And she's gone on such a similar path to Jojo, became an organizer, uh, has become really associated with fashion technology based on her participation in startup weekend, uh, has gone on to become a global facilitator, became 30 under 30 Ireland last year. Like her her whole path has completely changed as well. And I think she would also agree startup weekend is a, a big determinant of that for her so uh, i'd be remiss if i didn't throw sinead's name in the mix there as well you just stopped yourself from getting shot like that's that's what just happened there you went oh (laughs) gotta get this in um so yeah it seems like that transformative piece is very very important to you um do you think there are ways of getting that transformation without actually attending one of these things Mm, yeah yeah definitely Definitely. I mean, I don't think there's a, the, anything particularly or uniquely special about Startup Weekends. I mean, the formula is a group of people trying something new with other people that they've never met before. And I think that's just a great recipe for success because people kind of drop their guard. They know it's like a sandbox environment. There's no risk really associated with it because everyone's just trying it out for the weekend. So if you lose, like, who cares? You've gotten a load of pizza and free beers in the evenings and stuff. So it, it's been fun anyway. So I think that if you apply that recipe to other things, there's the same opportunities everywhere, whether it's jumping on like a backpacking trip for two weeks on your own, like solo traveling, which would often also be associated with those same sort of impacts on the way you view yourself, whether it's picking up a new sport or, or joining a team and something that you haven't done before trying uh, like musical instruments, whatever it is. It's the, the idea of joining it with a new group of people in that sandbox environment is like a recipe for success, I think. I like that. I very much like that. Um, so this, uh, the formula that you're talking about is starting something new, uh, whatever it may be, but, make, but doing it in a completely new environment. Uh, with new people, a new thing, a new aspect of your life, um, which also ties back into what we said earlier in that if it doesn't go well, it shouldn't have an impact on who you are, who you feel you are as a person, because it's not, it's not a defining value that you would have. Um, that's a great piece of value out of, out of this. Um, so, yeah, speaking of values, it seems like a big part of of your why, of why you do what you do is to bring the best out of other people. Um, 
you you sort of see this transformation and you like to facilitate that. So why go into the world of opinion X and tech startups instead of continuing with the facilitation of of the events? It's good. That's a good question. Um, I think what draws me into startups in general again is just like a it's a such a great group of people it's always such a great group of people because by nature like the there's so many risks involved so you need kind of a bunch of headers in a room to get anything done Uh, so it's people with such mad views and are real open-minded like they they're willing to try new things and take risks and those are great people to spend time with like if you're gonna uh, decide what kind of people to spend time with like that's a pretty good description of who you should be hanging around with so anytime that I've ventured off from those circles for a few weeks or a few months I, I just end up craving those opportunities again and I just fall back into it and that's happened so many times so I think it, there was an aspect of ine- inevitability to it in some ways but I kind of took that at the same time and said okay, rather than just fall into this, like, let's put a plan in place. I properly set the groundworks around Opinion X for like a year and a half, a, a, a solid year anyway, but a, a bit more into about like a year and a half where I wanted to be sure that that was what was going to happen. So it wasn't something that just kind of came about for no reason. That That's on like a kind of a high level perspective on it. On a, a much more practical point, the Startup Weekend stuff is while it's something that you do you have to do a lot to to earn the position in it's volunteer based as well so like all those startup weekends you don't actually get paid for them you get your costs covered if you're a facilitator if you're an organizer you actually end up just spending like three months organizing an event that you don't get paid for in any way it's it's all community run so i was never going to be able to put a kind of pancakes in the fridge with that <laughs> never gonna put pancakes in the fridge with that i like that put that yeah. on a t-shirt um, <laughs> so uh, one aspect that we haven't actually tackled and I, th- I feel like it stems from the same part of your 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 being as to who you are is the civic space the 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 yeah um i mean there was an actus there was uh there was the the prisoners and and ice cream you talked on your adventure about getting pulled into representing ireland again at another civic thing um Mm -hmm. so if you were to give the advice to somebody to get into the volunteering the civic side of things the social social action side of things why would you give that advice to somebody i'm assuming it is advice you would give it is so it definitely is why is a good question uh it's very repetitive as an answer but my answer as to why and why i jumped into the likes of both startup weekends which when i did start going to them they were uh, it was run by a non-profit called up global later it became acquired by techstars so that was very much like volunteer community based at the start and enactus which is for people who don't know it's a social entrepreneurship a society that runs in universities all over the world and introduces people to social impact projects. Um, I mean, my main reason for joining all of them was about the people. And that was always the reason. 
like startup weekends, I, I got pulled back and back again because I the people that were there were amazing. I, I was quite young when I started them. And it was like one of the first times I found like a whole room of people who kind of thought the taught taught the same as me. Um which so that's what kept me coming back to that area. And then obviously like we said, I saw the impact that they were able to have and that's really rewarding. And I quite like that side of work. Um so that's what drew me back into that. With Enactus, uh, again, I joined that because of the people. So I went along in the first place because I knew going into DCU, based on my experience with stuff like Startup Weekend, that I wanted those sort of entrepreneurial-minded people. There wasn't really any startup society in the university, and Enactus filled that bucket. I, I can put my hands up and say I didn't necessarily join Enactus because I was like, I want to set up a social impact project. but that's something that became really important to me while I was going through it and realized why that is the Enactus program and, and why it's all about social impact. So yeah, I definitely didn't join for the usual reasons yeah. that you'd be encouraged to go to volunteering. It was this thing that just has popped up loads of times. And so it sounds like a big theme with you is you actively choose the kind of person you want to hang out with. Like you, you make yeah. full certain that you're like, okay, entrepreneurial people, I like them. Where do I find them? You find them at these um, these these events. You find them at these uh, startup weekends. You find them at this Enactus. You find them at volunteering. I'm going to go hang out with them and then be the best, the best version of me. Yeah. So if there's somebody listening and or watching this and they're like, okay, I'm in. I want to give this a go. I've been convinced. Uh, and I want to get into a room with strangers and start talking about business. Um, or if you're if you're listening to this and business isn't your thing and you want to do it in something else, but anyway, I'm going to pick business for this one. What's the first thing you Google? What do you go for to do? For startups specifically, uh, there's great resources with things like Startup Digest, which are community-run newsletters of all of the events, accelerators, competitions, programs, whatever they are, uh, sent out on a frequent basis that'll let you know whatever's going on in your city or country. They're great. They're in countries all over the world. They're run in multiple cities in Ireland as well. And it's all free. So that's where I point you in the direction for startup-based stuff. And when a startup weekend pops up, you'll see it on Startup Digest. So it's the right step to take on that front. But I think what's more of an umbrella answer to this is that you want to find online communities of like-minded people who are passionate about the same thing that you're passionate about. And thankfully, like that just continues to get easier and easier. Like years ago, that was like find a forum. It, it's even easier than that now. Like there's Slack groups for, uh, for every single like interest and passion under the sun. Uh, I think I'm in about like 13 Slack groups probably for so many different things. And they constantly run, uh, I mean, uh, is this probably under the, uh, the guise of COVID a little bit more, but they run so many online meetups and speed dating and just meeting new people. And all those uh, sort of communities have chapters in different countries as well to meet people. Like those circles are the place to start because these are people who are going out of their way on their evenings and weekends just to talk about stuff they're passionate about. So it, it ticks all those boxes. It's open-minded people who are proactive about trying new things and getting outside of their comfort zone and learning a new skill. Those are the people you, you probably want to spend time with because 
in my opinion, those are like the most fun people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so this whole, the, the theme of this podcast is life with a why. Uh, and it seems like we've, I've got an opinion of what your why is. And I don't know whether I should give you mine first, whether I should get yours first. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you mine and I'm going to see whether, where, where I'm at with it. And then I'd love for you to expand on it before we, okay. before we wrap up. So it seems like earlier on, which we, we haven't actually touched on, but it seems like early on in your life, you've seen the transformative power of the world of that exact thing of getting in a room with people that you don't know, doing something new, and just there's a, there's a transformation that takes place with that. And it seems like one of your whys is to reproduce that transform that that transformative power as much as possible um not only be it with i mean it it very much makes sense there was the the startup weekends but then you've also got the stuff the opinion x that you're doing now which does that for founders um Mm -hmm. you've got transforming the lives of the prisoners with second scoop uh you've so it seems very much like introducing people to something very new and watching that transformative power and sort of sharing it with people is is a why um and i've I've got the word duty written down here uh because and it, it's coming from the civic side of things but i actually feel like it's more so coming from this fact it's it my interpretation is that you feel like you've like found this scroll and you're trying to show it to people it's like you've got this whole secret of hey, you like do this thing. It's and it has made you quite successful by any definition, really. You listed out your CV at the beginning, and if anybody wants to check you out on LinkedIn, damn. Um, so uh, my, so it feels like in you sharing this piece of hey, I'm doing this and it's helping me to be successful. Um, is sharing your secret of success with people. That's that's what I dis- de- determine your why to be. I'd love for you to expand on that. So I'm going to ask you the question: What's your why? Oh, I don't know. It's so funny. I don't know how I would answer better than what you just said. Um, I think, yeah, I I don't really know where to expand it beyond what you said. It's like that that duty to share aspects of my experience that have been like you said transformational and really positive on the way I like think about things and look for who I should spend time with and all of those different parts of life yeah it's definitely a a duty to share those things with other people it's a great way of thinking about it (laughs) I feel like uh one of the things we talk about in this early stage startup space is you learn so much but you're very blind to your own experience so like when you're trying to do something you can get really caught up in the details and you can fall for your own biases and stuff but if you took one look at a friend's startup you'd know instantly what they should be doing and i feel like that's just what's happened here like uh it's hard to to distill all of that down when you're living in the chaos of it whereas from a from a brief take you're probably better set to to see that why than I am. Good to know. Thank you for that. Um, 
The last question that I'll leave you with is, is there something you wish other people knew about you? Like something that's not commonly known whereby you're like, God, I wish people knew this. Mm. I get the feeling you're an open book. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, it is and it isn't. I, that's, that's a funny thing. I feel, if anything, what it probably is, is how the perception isn't always the reality as well. Like on, especially on things like podcasts and interviews and anything like that, there's so, so much of what you see of someone is just one-sided and like people can uh, really view all of that stuff from like a little survivorship bias that what, what worked is what defines the success. But like, there's so many things that have been messed up along the way of people who have ha- probably had negative experiences working with me because I've like tried to juggle too many things or I've done all these different different bits along the way so uh what I probably say is like don't take from this just the positives there's there's all like the flaws and the negative bits behind the scenes as well there's a days where I sit down and uh just doubt that I'm going to be able to figure any of the challenges out that I'm trying to figure out like all of that's there it's there for everyone uh don't let a podcast like uh mislead you that other people don't have those challenges and uh, doubts and everything too even though we spoke pretty much exclusively about successes there's a hell of a lot more that we didn't get into oh so much so much and like there always is is the nice thing at least there's out of interest you listed a lot of things at the very beginning of this um as to a lot of successes what percentage of so if those are your successes, what percentage of that is the overall, just in general? Is that a 5%, a 10%, a 30%, a 60%, an 80%, 99 Ooh. I'm trying to think really quickly about all the different things I've worked on. Uh, what, and I feel, so I'm, I could be a bit of a critical, self-critical person anyway. So what I would view as a lot of the successes are like a, a lovely little wrapped up version of the story, whereas the failures are part of the successes often. Like one of the real big challenges that I would have worked on before was Dublin Tech Summit, which mm-hmm. was like, it was the biggest tech, it is still the biggest technology event in Ireland. It has been since it started in 2017. And like, that was a huge achievement. I started there before I even got my leave insert results. I led like a whole department of the company in the first year of it. And on paper, it's a huge success. But there's parts of it that went so wrong. Like some parts of it went so wrong. And a lot uh, a lot of the stuff that went wrong, I know I was personally responsible for. So it's it's nearly hard to answer. Like the failures are wrapped up in the successes as well. Some of them are just failures and only failures of uh, but even those, it's hard to say they're only failures. Like there's things that I look back on to do with those things and like those are some of the places where i learned some of the really valuable lessons that have really helped with stuff like opinion x so god it's such a hard question to answer really the failures and the successes are wrapped up yeah what i, love that. What I would say yeah what i would say is i i don't really think i've too many failures that are like things where i just didn't take advantage of the opportunity at all and it was a failure because i didn't try to do it i don't think there's too many of those I'm happy about that. They they didn't go they didn't go well, even even though the goal was to just grab an opportunity. The opportunity itself was the problem, not necessarily grabbing it. 
Yeah, um, I don't think there's too many where the failure was from failure of trying. And that's and a great way to a, be. That that could be a yeah. part of the self-confidence thing. Um, well, look, I very much appreciate you you coming on this. It, where what what do you want to direct people towards? Um, what should people know and or do? Uh, well, if you have an idea for something and would like to know whether you should pursue it or not, Opinion X is a great place to start. Um, not only do we have loads of resources on there that you can like read or watch and figure out, we also jump on free 30-minute calls with people all the time just to chat about what they're trying to accomplish and how we can help them figure it all out as well. Um, so check out opinionx.co. Otherwise, if it's uh, if you just want to follow along with all the different things I'm up to and uh, LinkedIn and Twitter are the main places um, that I kind of post all that stuff regularly. So feel free to follow me there. There's not many Daniel kinds on the internet, thankfully. So I'm very easy to find. <laughs> if you just search my name. Nice one. Um, yeah. That's just the word opinion. And then the letter X. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, I, I could say from personal experience, like this is, this is uh, it's something worth checking out. It's it uh, it's been great watching the the journey for the last last while, and I'm very much looking forward to watching the rest of it. Um, well, look, thank you very much for for jumping on, and uh, yeah, I'll chat with you again soon. So there we have it: the life, the why of Daniel Kine. Now, one of the things that I really learned from from today's episode is just how important the idea of being outgoing can be to somebody's level of success. We just listened to Dan talk about trying out new things and the idea, the concept that I'm going to be pulling away from this and and sharing quite a bit is this concept that when trying new things, it doesn't really matter if something goes wrong or not because it's not a part of your sense of identity. If you were to challenge a sense of your identity, and it goes wrong, well, then that's going to have ramifications. However, if you are not a skier and you go skiing and you are not good at skiing, you're still not a skier. Um, I don't know why I chose that as my analogy. I hope it worked. Um, But if it's not part of who you are, then why not try? And it's very interesting to see the impact that he has had on other people getting them into the idea of entrepreneurship or hackathons or or things like that. Um, this idea of starting something new with a random group of new people and having that be your recipe for success, I think that is something that I will be taking away into all of the newer chapters of my life, and I hope you do too. Um, however, what did you think? What do you think of this of today's episode? Please do let me know across all of the different social medias that I'm on. Um, just search Life with a Y podcast. Let me know. I'd very much appreciate it. Do reach out to, to Dan. Do follow Opinion X. Um, they are doing some really, really interesting things, particularly in the world of, of tech, but also in the world of idea formation and understanding whether or not your ideas and your, your business ideas are something that can be turned into tangible services and products um also daniel is a very intelligent person as you'll have seen from from today so if you follow him the likes of linkedin or or instagram um you may actually just learn some things i know i do that is the end of today's episode next week we are interviewing holly allen another young very impressive person um 
she is a BDR with, with G2, and anybody who follows, follows Holly on LinkedIn will know that she's a very impressive young woman. Um, next week, we find out what makes her so impressive and why she does what she does. I hope you're having a good day. Please do let me know if this episode made you think about why you do what you're doing, what impact it has had on you, and I will catch up with you again next week. Thank you for joining me today.